This is season six of the Team Roping Journals podcast, The Score. With over two million downloads, this is where Team Ropers talk. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Score. This is Chelsea Schaefer. Today's episode is another blast from the past. We are going to talk to Steve Purcella, the world champ who also happened to win Mega Match number two back in 1996 with his buddy Steve Northcott against his great friends Matt Tyler and Corey Coons. This Mega Match released on Roping.com on June 12th, and people have watched hundreds of hours of it again. Um, hopefully some people are watching it with their dads um, for the first time, or or maybe you're watching it with your dad who remembers watching it on VHS back in the 90s or the early 2000s. We are really excited to bring these memories back to you on Roping.com. So this episode is also, uh, we talk about the Spicer Grip with Steve and everything that they've got coming up in August, uh, August 2nd through the 6th in Hereford, Texas. And Steve will tell you the history of how he got involved and, and everything Spicer Grip and what the Memorial Roping does for the community there in Hereford and Canyon, Texas as well as what it has done for him in his career and how he how he has been passionate about the Spicer Grip for many, many years. I appreciate everybody listening to this episode. If you want, use promo code THESCORE15 so you can save 15% on your Roping.com membership while you watch the Mega Match 2, as well as the Spicer Grip ropings from years past that are going to drop at the end of July. Today's episode is brought to you by ADM. ADM's Forage First Glow Feeds are ultra-premium feeds for your equine partner. We're going to tell you more about ADM at the commercial break. All right, Steve, give me the uh, the rundown and your memory of how, how those mega matches came to be. Well, it was Reed Flake. I think it was his idea. He was making a video. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even, what year was that? Do you remember? It was 96. 96 is my guess. 96, yeah. Yeah. Um, he hit us up about doing the deal. And um, anyway, we did it over there and somewhere there in. But we're kind of by Weatherford. I can't remember exactly where we were at at somebody's place. And I know it was kind of, well, it wasn't cold, but it was just dreary and kind of gray and rainy. It had been raining, but anyway, we did it. And, um, yeah, it was kind of a long day of roping there. And it was, it was fun. I had a good time doing it. Um, I guess they used, I believe they changed the barrier like three different times ever. Every 10 steers, they would um, either make it longer or shorter. I can't remember if we started with it short and it ended up long or vice versa. But um, anyway, um, oh, it just just a lot of rope. And I, I really don't remember how it turned. I think we won it, I guess. I remember that. But you did, yep. <laughs> they, they, I believe they tried to tell us. You, never, you, you couldn't really hear our times. There was just a lady in the pickup that was timing it, and she was keeping it all wrote down and every once in a while we'd go over and ask kind of what the what the score was but um <laughs> so you know other than just watching and kind of knowing where we were it was 
you know, it wasn't like they were announcing it every time where you knew, but, but anyway, it was, um, probably the funnest part of it was watching it whenever, um, actually I seen it when it was happening, but, oh, Matt Tyler, he, I laugh every time, which I haven't seen it in years, but anytime I, I think about it all the time, whenever somebody brings it up, that he, Matt, I guess Matt missed one somewhere there and uh-huh. they interviewed him and he said, um, well, I did something I wasn't going to, said I wasn't going to do. I missed one. <laughs> Michael Jordan misses every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed, I was laughing when he said it. I laughed every time I watched it. <laughs> That's so funny. We were watching it the other day, getting ready, because, you know, we're getting them ready to roll out online. And um, I was watching it for the first time, and the at one point Matt's horse won't turn his head and instead of like reaching up and pulling him around with the bridle reins he boots him in the nose in the box it's, <laughs> it's my favorite yeah. my favorite uh unique part of the mega match yeah, yeah. and I, I believe getting toward the end of it maybe down to the last uh, maybe the last five I I'm thinking we were ahead by a little ways and um I guess they were asking Matt. They had been they had been kind of going a little faster there, and um, they made you know some pretty good runs there, and was they were gaining a little ground on us, I guess. But I think we had, I think maybe when he missed one, I don't really remember. Anyway, we had a little time, but they were interviewing. Then he looked over, and I was switching, getting back on them. Butter bean, I guess, like we were up thirty steers, and mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking I had, I think I had three horses there, and I'm. I switched around, but anyway, he's like, well, you know, I see I got him getting back on his good horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, old match friend of mine, and I've been, been jillion miles with him. It was funny, but when it comes down, when it's down to competition, it was, it was kind of full contact there, but kind of like lawyers, I guess, they get in the courtroom and yeah. they argue with each other, and then they go have a beer later. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um... Uh, Corey said he rode, he said the funniest part watching for him now is that he rode Iceman on 10 steers. Like today, if you were to match, you know, go to a, a match roping, would you ride like a half million dollar heel horse on the first 10 steers? Probably not. You know, he said there wasn't a lot of money up for grabs. It was more of a pride thing, but he said he thought he had to ride Iceman on, on those first 10 at least to try to beat you guys. Right. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember what else did he ride. I can't remember what else he even had. I think he said a horse uh, he didn't keep very long. <laughs> but yeah. At what point yeah. of Butterbean's career was was Butterbean at? Oh, if it is peak. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would have been right there. Right um, there. Mm-hmm. I bought him in yeah. I bought him in '94, and which when I bought him, um, he'd never been to a rodeo, and we went to Corpus Christi. I I drove McCory at the time, and I bought him from a guy named Bill Teague in um, Crane, Texas, and we went by there and we roped 10 steers and Corey healed them on Iceman that day too. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the arena was the arena was real deep, sandy, real deep. And, um, and I mean, he felt pretty good, I thought, but, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. But anyway, I made a deal with the guy and um, but he pulled the shoe off. When we were roping there, he pulled the shoe in that deep ground and that old, that old guy shot him himself. So, after we made the deal, I said something about it. If you know anybody around, put that shoe back on. And 
he told me he could do it. And then Iceman pulled the shoe too. And, um, so, um, the guy, he put it back on Butterbean and this after I bought him from him, he charged me $10 to put the shoe on. And then Corey <laughs> got him to put one on Iceman. He charged him 20. <laughs> but, um, it was, it is funny stuff. You remember, but, um, but yeah, that was in his prime from, Oh, well, we went to Corpus Christi to the rodeo and, um, got there. Um, we got in there early and like, he'd never been through a barrier and I went in there. I think Corey held the barrier up. I run him through it a few times. And, um, anyway, then that night at the, I believe it was something I backed in there and I'm nodded and gates opened and, uh, oh, butter being you reared straight up <laughs> and, um, we took off, you know, once he hit the ground and his little bitty building. And I mean, it was just all kind of a blur. And I mean, we caught up and boom, I turned him and Corey healed him when we're like five something, which I mean, you had to be four, but, um, but after all that, we were still five and I was, I couldn't decide if I was amazed or mad or what, you know, and I was, I was kind of you know, pissed off thinking what I do. Here, you know? <laughs> so anyway, the next day we went and found somewhere, I think I found a feed store and bought some little cheap bit. It's like a little gag bit. And we went and practiced somewhere. And anyway, within a, within a week or so, it was, um, just, then it started where it's just kind of like, it's almost like cheating every time yeah. I wrote him. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, yeah. What else made him so good? What made Butterbean so exceptional? You know, he was, he could, he was just fast to catch. I mean, he could catch up to the steer fast, and he was so strong. I mean, he weighed he weighed thirteen hundred pounds, and he he was only fifteen one. He was real wide, and but just athletic, like a little horse, and um, just stout, and and just he could just catch up to the steer. You know, the guy that raised him was and was a friend of mine. Anyway, I didn't know this when I bought him, but he had raised him, and um, he sold him to a guy because he said they rode him um on the wheat field and they said, hell, they couldn't catch a sick calf on him. They sold him. <laughs> and, and, um, it was, I don't know, but he was just, once we, once we started clicking, it was just, yeah, it was just pretty amazing. I mean, just, you know, he's just strong and, you know, catch up to every steer. I didn't know which back then not, there wasn't a whole lot of reaching like they do nowadays, but, mm-hmm. um, should I just run up, catch every one of them, set them up and, you know, whoever I was healing with was Corey or then it was, well, Rich Kelton for about six months. And then that was enough. We did. We won everything there for a little while. And then all of a sudden, Rich decided my hands and my horse were too fast. He couldn't catch for me no more. So we, we um, parted ways. And that's when I started roping with Steve Northcott. And, um, mm-hmm. We, um, you know, we roped kind of over the fourth that year right after Reno. It was kind of a weird deal. We roped it, though. We roped at the one headers, and he was roping with Charles at the two headers, and I was roping with Brett Snazzy. We all switched right there. We just, so we were all buddied and switched, <laughs> and we didn't win nothing. Me and Steve didn't win anything that week of the fourth. And then as soon as it was over, we got in our own rig, and we went somewhere and practiced and um, run about 10 steers. And then um, the we went to Laramie, Wyoming, and, um, and we set the arena record, just which wasn't like it was a big deal, but we just made a run and set the arena record. And then they had a deal where um, a local team got to match the winners of the perf. And um, 
they used the same barrier and well, them guys I don't know if we went first or if they did but I mean it was I think it was for like a hundred dollars or something mm-hmm. you know it was just the deal they added at the rodeo there and, and we just went and made a run on the one when we was fast and this next one is basically free deal let's just see what we can do and well, we were like I think we were like five flat on the one during the rodeo to win the rodeo and then a and then we kind of just went a little faster and was about was like four two on the next one and it was just easy you mm-hmm. know? and we were just like and then we I, I can't remember but I'm pretty sure we placed on I'm thinking it was 18 steers in a row we placed from that day on we run 18 in a row and we got to check everyone on we rode. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break from this episode to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors at ADM. ADM's Forage First Glow Feeds are ultra-premium feeds for your equine partner. Each bag includes Grow Strong Minerals, Inside Tract, which is a unique supplement to optimize hindgut health, Butric Acid, Omega Flax, and Natural Source Vitamin E, allowing you to feed the best. Learn more at ADMEquine.com. That's awesome. What? Yeah. What was it about you and Steve Northcott's run that that worked so well? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Um, just well, I mean, really, at that time, I guess I had the, I had, I don't know if I had the best head horse, but I had one of the best head horses, mm-hmm. and, and there wasn't. They didn't make it to you that Steve Northcott couldn't heal right there, and that right along in there, they it didn't matter. It didn't matter if there's laying on their side or on their back or whatever mm-hmm. he, he would just it was just they was just a machine he was a machine i mean he just never missed he just ever steer he'd just catch him by two feet it was unbelievable <laughs> we just caught I mean, yeah. we just catch every steer we rope you know we were just pretty well catching every steer we run we won we won like seven i believe we won seven u.s ropings that year like seven saddles and then we won something at the finals too and um like the jackpots we won we won a pile at the jackpots and and the rodeos too you know but mm-hmm. yeah we just caught i mean there's there's very seldom that that we got a, a you know even even a penalty much less in no time mm-hmm <laughs> And I just, I was looking at pictures from the mega match or looking back through, through the videos from the mega match. And you mentioned that Matt Tyler mentioned that Michael Jordan even misses sometimes, but it was Steve mm-hmm. Northcott who had the Chicago Bulls, like old school cap on during that time. Oh. The, fa- <laughs> the fashion yeah. was awesome in those old, yeah. that old footage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now you're getting ready for the Spicer Grip already, right? Give me, yeah. give me the rundown on what, what people should expect from the Spicer Grip this year. Um, hopefully just bigger and better. That's kind of what we try to do every year, which, um, we're adding a 14 rope in this year and, um, in place of the breakaway rope and that was, um, the breakaway rope and we were, um, since they all started rodeoing, we were seeing yeah. to lose interest. I mean, they were just the, you know, the schedule didn't work. And um, so we went with a 14 rope on Friday. That's a new deal. And then everything else pretty well the same. Um, 20,000 added in the calf rope and the steer rope and 40 in the team rope. 
and 10, adding 10,000 in the 14, and then we have that 12, which we started a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. um, called the Grip Classic, and we had 20 grand did. And, and give the coats saddles. Coats has been the sponsor of that rope and since shit, I guess since we started. Um, really, we started with a pro am, and he would donate one saddle, and we'd have to buy one saddle for a long time. And then, and then I had a deal with Coats myself, was a saddle deal with him, and he made me one a year. And then, on a long air time, I kind of quit rodeoing much. I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't out to rodeo, and then. At least sent me another saddle, I think. And I'm like, hell, I'm not rodeo on coats. You don't need to be doing that no more. I mean, mm -hmm. and then he's like, well, all right, I'll just, I'll just donate both of them to the Spicer Grip. That's since, and so he's, he's done that for, well, I, I, 17, 18 years, maybe. I don't know. It's been quite a while. And, and, and people might not, uh, you know, young people listen to this podcast that might not realize the Spicer Grip memorial goes to charity the money that you raised there yeah it's, mm -hmm. yeah we're so much more than just roping i mean that i mean the roping it's it started out as a roping and it's ended up that the roping is kind of the sideshow for the fundraiser i mean the you know just and we've been doing it i think this is the 27 maybe 28th i think it's the 28th year maybe and um the the sponsorships, the people, you know, we um, started out just, you know, asking people and, you know, talking them into it and would you want to do this and do that and, you know, and they're a little skeptical and, and now, I mean, now people call us want to, want to sponsor it, which is, I guess, I guess it's working. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, but it's, um, yeah, we'd give, well, we'd give about a, a million, two hundred Fifty thousand to the college over here, and over the years, and we've and built. You know, we keep our facility up and built it. We added a little bit to our facility this year. Um, we got an outdoor um, pavilion. It's just a roof with a slab for the dances and the stuff. Where where we had it before, there was walls around it. It was kind of open, but kind of not. It just got just gets hot in there. So mm -hmm. it should be a lot better this year to be outside. I mean, just a shade over it and cool little breeze blow through and um that should be good and um putting up new arena lights which we never use during the special grip but <laughs> we'll have them if we need them <laughs> yeah how did you get involved in the spicer grip can you give me that backstory i don't think i know it well um so i mean it's well it's right here in hereford sure. which i live here so that was but the first year of it um they actually had it out where i live um and i was I got down at Dodge City and didn't have to be nowhere. I didn't make a short round, and um, I come home and um, they were having the roping, and I just—I mean, it was like the next day they were setting up. I just was home, so I just went out and I just helped them a little. You know, I pulled the barrier, do whatever, and they—they they give a we give a trailer away, have from the a, a raffle drawn for a trailer, and we sell tickets for hundred dollars, and they did this back then, and I think. Originally, we sold, or they, when they started, I think they sold 100 tickets, bought a, you know, a little trailer was 3500 and and then they give a little bit of cash away for second, third, and fourth or something, and um, anyway, I think it probably made 5000 and and um, give the prizes away, you know, mm -hmm. and I bought a ticket, and I, I won, I won 750 bucks in the drawing, 
and uh, just help. But it was just it was just fun. It's a good time, and um, and I so there was sort of some guys around that started it. Um, well, they all was from around here in Hereford, close by Chris Cavness and Larry Nolan and Bob Schulte, and, and I got to talking to them, and um, I'm like, well, we need to have a team roping with it, and they were a little skeptical. One of them was. I mean, the other two weren't too bad. Anyway, well, they let me do it, and we started out. The next year, we had just a – I took 15 teams. It just hand-picked them, invited them, and um, it was enter one time and draw one. And I can't remember, but I can't remember what we wrote for, how much money we put up. But um, we got $8,000 added. Um, Johnny Trotter and I sit there one night, and basically Johnny called a lot of people around that. Well, there's about eight or ten people that he – people they'd done a lot of business with around the feed yards. It, he was pretty particular. He wasn't going to pick anybody that tell him no, because he'd spend a lot of money with them at their business, you know? So sure. he hit him up for him. I, I think we got most of them for a thousand bucks, five or six of them, and then four or five for, for 500. And anyway, we ended up raising 8,000 and, um, and added it and is, and started from that point on, we started, well, the team roping has always been, we didn't take nothing out of the pot, no stock charge out of the pot just had a roping for the ropers and um and then it went on to where we do that in the calf roping and the steer rope now too in the, in the open events but there, we, there's absolutely all your money's in the pot plus the added money mm-hmm. and um you know we've just figured out other ways to make it work make money and make the deal work and through basically through sponsorships but um you know we have a big banquet deal before the roping on wednesday night before the roping and for the last, oh, I guess the last four years for sure, we've um, presented a hundred grand to WT, and then there's always up till I don't know about this year if they found one, but there's always been a matching funds deal. You had to you had to give a hundred to get that matching funds mm-hmm. to match it. And I heard that that one deal maybe quit, but we we told them, well, you'll need to find another one. We'll <laughs> do our part. You'll need to do yours. Yes, <laughs> but but um been good and the relationship we have with the college over there with wt it, i mean it just all goes hand in hand they've been real good about you know a lot of the you know a lot of the well some of the faculty the deans stuff are pretty kind of involved with the roping and always have been a little bit and then the, and then a lot of the students and a lot of them are rodeo kids but our main i mean our main deal is um is agriculture is what we're promoting mm-hmm. and but you know, a lot of that goes hand in hand with them are rodeo kids that go along with it. So it all works out pretty good. Um, and we got the, well, we ended up getting them to change the rodeo program and put it under the ag department. So now we can, you know, we can help the rodeo team a lot with the, through the ag department that way with the money wing raise and, and around the area here, you know, the cattle industry and the, I mean, mainly the cattle industry is where the money comes from, but sure. Mm-hmm. But with all the, you know, we've been doing it for long enough that everybody kind of, everybody knows what to expect. And it just, you know, like I said, it's really, it's gotten easier to raise the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so that's good. Hopefully we can get it to $2 million here before too long. Heck yeah, I hope so. So, huh. anyway, and it's been, there's been over 500 kids get scholarships through it to go to college over there. And actually some of them have been, you know, come back. We've actually seen some that got a scholarship, was in the ag industry somewhere that works with a company or something now that have come back and 
and they sponsor the open now, you mm-hmm. know, like some, so it's kind of made full circle. Yeah, absolutely. So, did yeah, you so kind of cool. You do a lot for college kids now, but did you go to college, Steve? Um, for about a year and a half. For about a year and a half. Where did you go? Did you go to WT? In Eastern, Eastern New Mexico. Eastern New Mexico. Did you make the college finals or were you? Um, no, I was about one hole out of making it the first year and then the next year I just went that one semester and then I figured out I could help make more money roping than I ever could do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> was that a good I call? I didn't plan on living this long. <laughs> I was going to say, did you, do you regret that decision at any point or was it? The... Oh, you know, I don't, I don't regret it. Um, you know, I had a great career roping. Um, sure. I don't regret it. I don't, I don't, um, I don't advise it, I guess, <laughs> to anybody, but I don't I don't regret it. Very good, sir. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate it, and thanks for letting me bug you out of the blue on this throwback visit. No, you bet. That'd be cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll talk All to right. you closer to the Spicer Grip time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's throwback episode with Steve Priscilla on the Score podcast. We will see you all over at roping.com. I am watching how many people are watching these, and I absolutely love it. Love being able to bring back the mega matches, and we are so glad you are all enjoying it. Remember, you can use promo code THESCORE15 at checkout and save big on your membership to roping.com. 